podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's an Anfield Wrap special. It's John Gibbons, and we're at uh, Chamber. We're at Chamber's training ground, and that's because Liverpool ladies are based out here now. I'm delighted to be joined by Heather Carroll and also by Vicky Jefferson, who's the new manager of Liverpool Women. Um, there's a lot of new, <laughs> a lot of changes over the summer. Uh, new name, uh, new manager. Um, Congratulations, first of all. It's the first time I've, I've seen you properly. So, yeah, you must be, must be thrilled, excited, all, the, all those words. No, I am. I'm absolutely delighted. i um, been part of the club for a long time now, since 2009. And I've, had, I've been privileged to watch it grow um, year by year. Um, but I know there's been a lot of changes this season, but changes for the better in terms of new training facilities. We've got a new home ground now that we're playing at. Um, we've had a new manager and then obviously a new manager coming in, which, which is myself. But um, everything's positive and, and the future is looking bright for Liverpool women. Great. I mean, you mentioned there you've been involved since 2009 because that's sort of what I want to talk about, first okay. of all, is that you were obviously a new name for some people. But for those of us who've been around the club and been on tours, obviously sort of know you quite well and, and a familiar face. So if you could talk a little bit about, about what you've been doing at Liverpool sort of over the years and, and how that's grown, really. Yeah, so I started off with the under-11s in the girls' centre of excellence, as it was. Um, and I've been part of the women's section since, since then, really, since 2009. But had a full-time role in the LFC Foundation, which was uh, heading up a project for the Premier League, which was um, basically increasing um, participation across uh, Merseyside um, for females in football. So I've done that for the past five years for the LFC Foundation. Um, and with that, I'm, I've got myself on uh, free LFC tours with the men's team um, and they've sent me to different places in the world to um, deliver Premier Skills courses, which is like an FA level one. Um, so I've been privileged to travel. I think, I think I was looking at it the other day with my dad. I think there's 17 different countries I've travelled um, and that's wearing the power of, of the LFC badge. So I've been on a great journey with the club and, and this is kind of like the icing on the cake to be now named manager of the, the ladies team. Yeah, so I mean, it's been you know a long process in a way, but also this this run to the managers also been very quick. I mean, in the summer it was a, obviously a promotion and in a way kind of the job you've got them to be interim manager and and then to 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 now take on the big job. Were, was there any sort of doubts in your mind about throwing your hat in the ring, or did you feel like once you'd had a little taste of it doing it with Chris, you thought you know what I, now or never? I feel like I'm ready. Yeah, so so I did so I did the development squad for five years, which have been lucky enough to work with some of our young talented players that have gone on to play at WSL. Obviously, Neve's probably one of our best graduates, Neve Charles, that's now playing regular for our first team. Um, so when Neil Redfern asked me to step up to assist him, it was something that I was really passionate about to now take a step up and work with senior players. Yeah. Because um, I've worked with international players, but mainly at youth level. So senior football was something that I was passionate to work in. And then obviously um, Neil chose to step away and me and Chris had the five weeks where we, we had to take the reins. And um, for a period I thought, would I be right for the squad? Would I not? But I think my experience with the international setup in planning, preparing, reviewing games um, certainly put me in good stead at just to get consistency and a, a structure for the girls to help them to compete at the weekend and then reflect after we've competed on things that we need to do well and um, areas that, that we actually did do so well at and could, being consistent with them. So I think as the weeks progressed over those five weeks, I started to feel more confident and the girls started to buy in um, from the off, really, that I felt like, you know, it's, it's the right decision um, and I would be more than happy to take the reins. And I was just fortunate that Peter Moore called me on my way home and, and offered me the position. So 
big smiles on my face from then since. Fantastic. I mean, just about you and Heather, obviously, um, you're a go-to expert on, on sort of LFC women and, and, and kind of watching them every every week and, and, and around the squad now. And I think for a lot of people, obviously, with the upheaval that, that's gone on recently and, and, and things, you know, might, might seem confusing to those who, who haven't got an eye on it as much as you have. A lot of people say, oh, what's going on with the women's team and things like that. But it should be pointed out that the Vickers actually got a really talented squad here. And we've seen that over the last few games with the, with the results, you know, good results kind of happening. And although, you know, it's it's been a, a, a bit of a turbulent time, it's also quite an exciting time as well. I think it's really an exciting time to be around Liverpool women at the moment. You know, um, people look at the start of the season and said that we had a really bad start, but 45 minutes at Arsenal aside, we've actually been really hard to break down and tough to beat. You know, since then, we've, it's only been really narrow wins or, or losses either way, and I think that's the sort of the team that we're building. You know, we're really hard to beat at the back, and you've got Sophie bradley Aldrin and Jasmine Matthews, who've been brilliant to the centre-half over the last few weeks. Yeah, I've been really impressed with... with that toughness and, and is that something that comes from you, Vicky? Is that something that you're trying to instill in them? I mean, I'm sure you, you'd love to see sort of five, six nil wins eventually, but is it is there a point where now you're, you're looking at it and thinking, look, the first thing we need to be is hard to beat in this league? Yeah, um, with this squad, I think what it is, is it's, to, it's their togetherness because to defend it's a decision whether you want to do it or not and you've got to will it, be willing to put in 110% out of possession. Everybody loves having the ball getting forwards, but sometimes they say it's the the not-so-glorified part of the game is working out hard out of possession. And this group that we've got, it's the same with the staff off the pitch, is that we're so close together that we will fight for everything that we can. And I think that reflects on the pitch is that when we are out of possession, that we'll work hard to put out fires and we'll... I mean, Sophie Sophie Bradley at the weekend, when she blocked the, line, the shot on the line at, at Chelsea, she did the same the week before at West Ham, saving it with a face on the line. That just shows, you know, our emergency defending the girls will put their lives on the line to stop the ball going in the back of the net. It's something that will continue to to push forwards as as the games go on. But if we can keep the score line down against the top teams like Chelsea, when it's one nil uh, for such a long period of time, it just gives us that hope that we're still in the game. Um, and it's been a while since we've been able to do that, but we need to build on that and make sure that our in possession stuff is is good going forward, so that we can create and score goals as well. Going back to that as well, I think it's, you know, the defence deserve a lot of credit. It's the players up the pitch as well deserve a lot of credit. If you watch back the Chelsea game, you'll see Vinsola Babajidi, who's playing as a, you know, a winger. She's, there's a moment in the game where she tracks back, wins the ball in our box, yeah. and then just charges right back out into the opposite half. And it's, it's, it's stuff like that all over the pitch where players are willing to drop back and play for each other and fight for each other. And I think that's, it's, it's a really good thing about this team at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's belief as well, isn't it? And I went to the, to the Oval game, and we're talking about defensive stuff there, but Oval was probably a game that Liverpool expected to win because of everything that's gone on. And on the day, Liverpool played well, but it was tough. Their goalie was playing like Hope Solo, and it was just mm-hmm. kind of like, you, you get to the point, like when you, when you watch any football game and it gets to 80-85, you're like, oh, are they going to do it? But the players kept the belief, didn't they? And then they yeah. got the award, they got the late goal, and it goes off at Prenton Park, and I'm having to <laughs> try and calm his dad down because he's got a dodgy heart. And, you know, but it was but it was brilliant, wasn't it? And it was a great moment for those players to kind of get that. Yeah, it was. You know, I think we had 31 shots in that game, and absolute credit to, to their keeper, but it was just about not losing our heads, being consistent, sticking to the process and eventually the rewards will come, and, and that's what happened. And it was late on, and my heart was pounding on the sideline too, so there's no better feeling when you win a goal towards the end of the game like we did at Brighton. But um, that's credit to the girls in, in belief in the process and staying patient. So you enjoying the job itself? Obviously, it's a little bit of a change. People may be looking at you a little bit differently, expecting 
things from you. You've got to be a bit of a, you know, the bad guy sometimes as well in terms of selection. So it is a it is a little bit kind of different from the from the kind of coach that I presume everyone likes to, to then you know being someone who's you've got to let a few people down every now and again. Yeah, we do. Everybody wants to start on foot, but unfortunately, there's only 11 shirts that can. Um, we've got a squad of 20 players, so it's always going to be difficult when the girls are working as hard as they are in training. Um, but you know, me and Chris are, are like partners in crime. We we know how to. Um, deliver bad news and how not to and who's going to be good cop and who's going to be bad cop for the day and the girls have responded well and they're very respectful of our decisions obviously not everyone's going to be happy when they find themselves on the bench on match day but um, we've been very fair in our selection and everybody's had an opportunity to, to display what they're about as a player um, now they've come to this club so we'll just continue that and we'll make sure that we keep growing each week um, to get those results that, that the girls deserve. I mean, I guess your relationship with Chris is, is sort of quite new as well. He'd be someone who a lot of people know, will remember as a, as a goalkeeper at Liverpool. He's, he's, he's now, you know, working here with the women's team. You know, so how, how, how's that relationship developed? You know, what, what's, he, what's he kind of like bringing to the table, if you like? It's, do you know what? When you're um, put in such a, a challenging situation, if you like, because we weren't expecting the manager to walk out and, yeah. and obviously did, me and Chris were almost flying a plane without wings, but it brings you closer together. Yeah. But, you know, with the squad that we have got and the other backroom staff of our physio and our performance and analyst and, and the PR team, we've got such, such, so much support around us that it was almost easy to fly that plane without wings because we've just had no end of support. And, and me and Chris have just come closer and closer to make sure that, that we reflect well and we, we plan and prepare the girls best as we can through the week so that we've got... Um, everything that we need to go and compete on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday's a big game, isn't it? Heather Man City, a, a top team, have been for a while. You're really good players, and I mean, Liverpool are going to have to be at the best if they want to sort of get anything out of it. Yeah, I think as well. You know, if you look back at the Chelsea game at the weekend, I think Laura Coombe said afterwards it was our biggest test since that first day away at Arsenal, and we really came out and gave them a game. You know, I think we made ourselves you know tough to break down. They scored from a set piece. You know, they didn't score from open play so I think that was a real positive for us in comparison to, to recent years um, but now I think you know the Man City games it's another good test for us it's another good uh, chance for us to see where we are as a squad and as a team it'd be nice to get a few goals <laughs> <laughs> well. no pressure three points <laughs> I mean how, how are you approaching Sunday it's, it's obviously a little bit of a different different challenge I guess all the games so are you approaching it in a slightly different way with the squad um, do you know what it's a similar it's a similar um game plan going into Man City it's it, the one at the top of the league we know that we, they've got some outstanding individuals they've got a great coach that will push them as a collective um, and they've been in a similar position with, with that Chelsea have where results haven't gone their way so they're going to be pushing to try and get something from that game just as much as us going into the game we're probably the underdogs because people won't expect um, the, you know us to come out fighting like we did against Chelsea so we, we can only give 110% and if we can walk off the pitch saying that we give everything that we possibly could then regardless of the result I'll be happy with the squad How are you finding it Tramme? Um, Heather as a, as a kind of a supporter well I suppose supporter slash, slash uh, kind of you, you know you're doing a little bit of work with the, with the club now but they've just announced it's the, it's the home for the sort of the next three years I think it is uh, they were playing games there obviously earlier in the season but were still kind of decisions to be made um, I really like it it feels like a proper st- football stadium I, I'm not saying anything sort of negative about Witness but obviously it's, it's a rugby ground and there's the, the, the 4G pitch and things like that whereas it's, it's you're in that cop end you're all kind of together and, and I enjoyed it at Yeovil 
Yeah, I think it's a really good stadium for us to be based at for the next few years. It's a grass pitch, which you know the girls enjoy playing on. I think more than the four G. Yeah. Uh, there's nice facilities there, and it's just really it's a good opportunity for us sort of to build a fan base um, closer to the city. You know, sort of we had a really good crowd in there last year for the Everton game, and I think if we can sort of really focus on that and really focus on bringing people in to watch, I think the people really enjoy the, the days out watching the girls. Yeah, and I think, you know, it is sometimes that river can seem a bit of a, a barrier, can't it? But it's it is so close. I mean, we just drove from Liverpool, it took us fifteen minutes. We were still late, sorry, Vicky, but um, but you know, it it took us kind of no time at all to get here and it, and you know, it, it's straight through the tunnel, you're there and it's 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 one you know, you can bring the family to and, and, and enjoy and it's it is you know, a, a good afternoon of really good football. Yeah, it's, it's a good day out, you know, for families. I think there's, in recent years we've seen a lot of um, dads bringing young girls along and you know, they mm. get to meet the players afterwards, which is really, it's, it's exciting as a young kid, you know, getting to meet any kind of football player. Um, but no, I think, you know, the prices are cheap enough, you know, it's £5 an adult, it's £2.50 to bring a child along, so just come along and, and support the team. And three if you've got a season ticket as well, isn't it? Three if you've got a season ticket for Liverpool or Tramia, yeah. Yeah, there you are. And... For you, kind of had to be a support of women's football generally. I wanted, and I'm putting you on the spot here. I didn't tell you you're going to do this, so apologies. But obviously, the last few managers of the Liverpool women's team before that ladies' team have been men, and the England team is 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 coached by a man now as well. And there was a little bit of sort of controversy when when that first was announced. Although it should be said he's doing pretty well, but there was a bit of controversy over someone obviously coming in from the men's game street to get a big job. For you, I guess, how big, how nice is it to see kind of a woman in that in that top job in, in in for Liverpool? Yeah, it's nice to see women represented. You know, in women's football itself, it's it's nice for people to have role models to look up to. And I think, you know, Vicky's record at the club. You know, she's been here for almost ten years. She's sort of a role model for the players that are coming through. And I think a lot of girls, you know, coming through our, our youth teams at the moment will sort of look up and say, "Well, look, look at her journey. She started." At the under-11s team, work their way through, and now she's at the senior team. You know, I can do the same. I think it's 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 really a positive thing all around. Good. Um, and then from for the season, then Vicky, you know, it's it's important that it doesn't just become a kind of a, a transition year. I always yeah, yeah. think, you know, you've you've got a good squad as we've talked about. There's a chance to to do something to to give supporters really good football, and you know, is that how you're approaching it? You're thinking, oh, I don't want to be a you know, a season where we all, we all kind of learn rather than a season where we actually kind of do something that we could be proud of. Yeah, no, I know we say, um, you know, we, we, the process is important and if we give it 110%, that's all that matters, but results do matter. We never turn up to a game expecting to lose or thinking about losing. We turn up to win. That's just our mentality. We've got a strong winning mentality. Not always will we win, we know that, but we will always aim, up, aim to win and get something from every game. Um, that's going to be our task going forward and the girls are all for that too. Um, but if we can go on a good cup run this year, that would be fantastic. And then in terms of the league table, it's to finish as high as we can possible. Um, that's the aim for this season. Best of luck to LFC women on, on Sunday. It's a big game against Manchester City, but it'll be a great occasion and a great game of football. So do try and get down if you are in the area. If you've not been before, you will enjoy it. The team's got great spirits. They've got a lot of ability and obviously the Manchester City team are going to be really, really strong as well. So do try and get down and support it. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy the songs. You'll enjoy the, the, the spirits of the side. And yeah, thanks to Vicky and congratulations again. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.